welcome back to another episode of DM to DM. I'm your host, Daniela Scalvo, and I am joined by my best friend and co host, as per usual, Emily Sienta. Hi, everyone. How are you going, Em? Yeah, good. I didn't realize you started recording just now. So I thought I was looking a bit like dizzy. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going good. I'm cold. Yeah, like, it this is cold. It's like winter night. Yeah, right I now. feel like it's officially ticked over. Mm. It, it hasn't actually, but it feels like it, it has. It feels like it has. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, no, I'm okay. I, yeah, I'm ready to go on holiday. Mm. Let's just say that. Yes. Um, Emily and I and Emily's twin sister, Sarah, um, are going to Hobart tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so for those of you international listeners, uh, there are a couple, so don't yeah. hurt me. There actually yeah. are. Um, <laughs> um, we're going to Tasmania. Yes. So, Very yes, exciting. in Tasmania. I've heard the plane goes, like, right up. Oh, like, like, oh yeah, to gain altitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess it's not a very long flight, so you'd have to. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. It's when I plug my headphones in, watch a TV show, and, watch yeah, and just somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just hate that takeoff part. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I get a little bit yeah, funny about it as well. Been, but I don't know if you remember from when we went to Sydney, Danielle and I, and Emma Twin again, went to Sydney um, in 2017, and um, I have to hold hands. When yeah. When we take off. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, episode two of season three. Yeah. Uh, very excited. Um, I hope you guys liked episode one. It's, it it was, made me laugh. It made me laugh as well. I feel like it says. Yeah. It just. I think it just says a lot about us. Yeah. Like and Mum said the same. She listened to it today, and she's like, "It actually made me laugh quite a bit." Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when I was in the car listening to it on my way home from work, when the songs came on, I was so happy but also cringing inside a little bit. But I didn't care, but I was just like, oh my God, I'm 23, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, Emily, tell me, what has been the pit and peak of your week so far? Um, I would say the peak has probably been, it was my birthday. It was too. So happy yeah. birthday Thank to Emily. Um, so that was always nice because it's always Danielle and I were talking about it. Um, the other day how, you know, it's just a day, it's just a special. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd say that was my peak. And um, the weather was beautiful on my, on my birthday, it which was, was a bit like a blessing because we haven't had the best weather at all for a little while now. Yeah. It's um, like winter hit early. Yeah, exactly. So when it was nice weather, it was like, ooh, hello, little gift from the universe. Um, I would say my peak. Pete. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I would say my pit would probably be the coronavirus. Oh. Oh, only because I wasn't worried really about it. I was curious, but um, I think just everyone is freaking out about it. So just naturally, you just get a bit stressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that's been my pit and peak of this week. It's been an emotional roller coaster. Hmm. On my birthday, we were talking about the coronavirus. I was like, this is my time to shine. And Sarah's yeah. my twin. But yeah, how about you? No, coronavirus, I'm done. I am done with it. Um, Working in travel during this time is the worst. I can imagine it. And health, exactly, yes. Um, It's just, I I I talk about it from 8.30 in the morning until 5.30 in the evening. And Mm. I come home and it's on the news and I'm like, no, no, I can't can't do it anymore. I had to call her today just because I was having a moment where it was just left right and everyone was talking about it and I was just getting panicky and I was just like look I just need to ask you the question 
we good tomorrow, as in tomorrow when we leave for Hobart. And, like, that was fine. I just got it off my chest. But I was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to be one of those other people that call you and be like, coronavirus. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of thinking about it. Like, before I was just talking with um, Danielle's mum that um, they recently went on a trip overseas. And it was so nice to forget about it for a little bit. And then we start talking about it. But I was like, oh, God, I forgot. Yeah. Like, for a second there. Yeah. And that's the thing. I just think as quickly as it came is as quickly as it could go. That's what I'm hoping. And, yeah, I think I just – I reiterate it every time. And, look, we're going to be talking about this, not about the virus itself, but just about sort of what's come from it. Mm. Um and that's what this episode's about. I, I haven't introduced this episode very oh, well God, just yeah. yet. But in <laughs> today's episode, oh, I think we are. Um, in today's episode, we will so. be talking about the state of humanity right now mm. and how shocked we are about it. Yeah. Um, we won't go into too much detail just yet because we've got a few things to tick off before we get there. Um, but yes, mm. so if you've tuned in and... You want to know what this episode is going to be about before you commit to the next, <laughs> however Fair many enough. minutes of your time. Um, that's what it'll be about: humanity and and where it's at. So before we do it, go into that, um, oh, I haven't finished my pit and peak. So yeah, pit definitely coronavirus. Talking about it at work, I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. Don't cancel your trips, people. You'll be out of pocket and you'll be mad at me, and it's not my fault. So uh, that's all I can say. <laughs> Um, so you'd be saying, mad at me, like, like yeah. the people listening are like, oh, yes, let's listen to that travel agent. Yeah. Our trip isn't cheap. <laughs> no, but people come into the store like, oh, oh yeah. you people. And it's like, me people, no, no, I didn't create the virus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so my fault they you can't go anywhere. centers are closing down, by the way. I know. Well, not yeah. Down, it yeah. was actually, I'm not sure, even sure if I should that. be saying this, but we, um, the public found out before we did. So we had customers coming in like, oh, are you guys closing? And we are like, no, the hell. And then we're like at points where you're like, no, it's bullshit. And they're like, well, we read it on ABC News. And they're like, odd because they're usually reputable but not today. And then like an hour later we got a, an email from head office um, with like a video and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, about it. So my store's not being affected. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just going to close some stores, like the underperforming stores and, in, and the stores that are um, – so, like, in some shopping centres, there are multiple flight centre stores. Um, like, in our local shopping centre in High Point, there's, like, two or three. There's, like, flight centre, flight centre, cruise. Um, oh, I Yeah, so that. they're consolidating stores. flight centre, cruise. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, flight centre tailor-made. Like, pardon? You think it'd be, like, cruise centre. Yeah. But the thing is, you sometimes you still have to buy yeah. flights to make your cruise. So, Very true. Yeah, you have to be a, a jack-of-all-trades. Mm. Um but yes, um, yeah. So they're just doing that. So literally, I had people, even friends message me like, "Oh my god, are you you okay?" And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, like <laughs> I've not I, heard about this. I mean, yeah. mentally, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, the coronavirus is driving me insane. But no, my yeah. my store's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What um, was the other one you said? Flight center tailored. Tailor made. Tailor made. Yeah, it's just fancy names for different branches, I'm like sure a, an excuse like to curious. open up multiple stores in busy centers. Never even heard of that. Yeah, they don't, like, write it on the outside, but it's that's just how they differentiate the stores, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. That's they don't write it on the outside. Yeah. Like, people wander in and they'd be like, you're actually the flight center cruise. Yeah, yeah. And you could get cruises with your, any, like, a normal Well, our friend, our friend booked her, like, Vietnam trip at flight center cruise, and she'd have got a cruise. Yeah. 
to run a, a tour. Yeah. Sorry. Because you can, you can just go in. It's just that the people who work in, like, flights and a cruise um, are better with cruising. Yeah. Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's, cru- it's hard to book a cruise. Yeah? Yeah. It's, That's um, interesting. Why? It's just the, the system, the systems and finding the right cruises at the right dates and you have to, like, really use the brochure and it's just, like, a lot of back and forth. And, like, when people come in and ask for cruises, I'm like, yeah, I can help. <laughs> sure. And it's like, I'm, I've learned it. How, I've learned how to do it now. But, I'm like, the first two months, I was like, don't. Like, every time someone sit in front of me, I'm like, don't be a cruise, don't be a cruise, don't be a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But anyway. Do you have the coronavirus or the cruise? Oh, I'd take a cruise. I would take a cruise. I like a challenge, not a, yeah. a virus. You know? <laughs> anyway, um, the peak of my week, however... Um, I would say, yeah, we had Emily's birthday lunch um, last Sunday, and that was really lovely um, to have everyone together. Sunday, that's it. Oh, I thought you said Saturday. No, I said Sunday. Oh, sorry. What did you even <laughs> say? Because <laughs> I was okay. convinced you did. It's quite late. Um, yeah. We're recording quite late. We sound a little – I know I feel like I'm sounding tired because we are. We are. But that's okay. We yeah. soldier on. Um, yeah, that was a, a nice highlight of the week. Um, otherwise – um, I think this week I've really focused in on the things that I want to do for myself. So I don't know if anyone um, listening saw it on our Instagram stories a couple of days ago, but I posted a thing that Emily didn't do. So let's just move on from well, that. Well, I wasn't sure if you want to do one week. Meek? No, no, no. Meek? Do both one of us. Oh, yeah, that's why I was like, if you could post yours, that'd be great. Oh, and then, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, in my one, I, I said it was basically like a um, a template for different little things and how you want to like live your life essentially for the week. So it's like it's it's all about being mindful, and I think that's something I really struggle with on a day to day basis, and it's something that I I'm trying really hard to work on with myself because I just feel like um, you know, everyone struggles with things and, you know, living life day to day. And I think for me being mindful, um, in the psychological sense, um, as in like the psychological science sense of being mindful, um, is something that's really beneficial. So, um, this little template, it's basically got a little thing like currently reading something I'm excited for, something I'm nervous about currently watching one way I'm going to move self-care this week looks like and the song I'm loving right now and I thought it'd be a nice way to sort of track our weeks and see how things change and you know what works for us because I really think I need to start doing more things for myself Mm. um just so my mental health can be you know at a good place and I'm okay with myself so um I started reading again um and which is again the premise of this podcast and what we want to talk about this week I started reading the book The Tattooist of Auschwitz which was honestly amazing it was everything I had hoped it would be and the book was very hyped for me and it lived up to it and it's very rare that I say that and I just I just really loved it I think it was it was beautifully written um I can't fault the writing I can't fault the story um it was like oh, it, it, I can't speak highly enough. Wow, about it. I swear someone had mentioned to me that like they like really liked the book, but the writing wasn't that good. Like a bit basic. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay, I really liked it. I thought because the thing is, especially coming from a journalism background, we learn that simpler writing 
is better writing mm. because oh yeah like absolutely. if you're using you know unnecessary words and unnecessary jargon people are going to lose interest mm. um and you don't convey the same message but um no regardless i i thought the writing was beautiful and mm. i thought the um story itself was just incredible and i cried multiple times not because of the story but because of what it made me think of Oh, wow. Um, which, again, leads on to this episode. This is how yeah. I came up with the idea for this week's episode. Yeah, so I think that being said, we'll just jump into today's topic yes. of humanity and yes. where it's at at the moment. Um, so basically what made me think about this was um, I had finished the book and, I, yeah, again, my peak was finishing the book in three days. Essentially, I think oh, wow, in total, I think awesome. in total, I spent four hours reading. It. Yeah, and I got wow. through it very quickly. Like I'm a, I'm a fast reader. It's just mm. that I don't pick up books anymore as often as I used to. Yeah. That's why I've just not been finishing books. But mm. um, literally, I'd read for about an hour before bed, mm. and yeah, I think in total it was about four hours because I've read for like an hour and a half one day, an hour and a half another, and this is like mm. yeah, probably added up to about four. I can't read for very long. That's the thing. Like oh, I'm really? a slow reader, but and I can't read for more than an hour. I get like I get tired. Oh, yeah. No, if I had the time to just sit and read, I could finish a book in a day. Mm, even if I'm loving, like, even if I'm loving it, my brain to after reading a certain amount of pages is like, nope, nope. Oh, wow. Yeah, I no. know. Which is a shame because I love reading, but, yeah. well, you know. Well, you, you know what works for you. And, yeah, and, like, yeah. it's funny how everyone's a bit different. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm nervous about when you post that, when I post to the story, and it's like, what are you reading this week? It'll be the same book for, like, a good two months, people. Doesn't matter. I know doesn't matter it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's your way of reflecting on your week so yeah. um yeah it's not for anyone else it's mostly for yourself and I mm. think it's a good way to get our listeners and our Instagram followers to start thinking about those sorts of things too which is why I wanted to do it because I thought if it helps us there's a good chance it could be helping someone else who doesn't know you know a basic way to become more mindful mm. you know yeah and it does like it is a good way to reflect like I mentioned um journaling yeah yes in last week's episode how i write um that app reflectly and when i like write on my calendar on my wall it just makes me reflect on the week and i love doing that yeah exactly yeah it's and exactly the premise is the exact same um i think it's just a a quick easy way to be able to even just reflect to yourself Mm. on those couple of little questions and and see where you're at with with your with your life for that week yeah um and what you want to achieve I think it's a nice way to kind of set goals for yourself because I think once I did that I was like yeah you know what I think next week I'd like to write a different book or I think next week I'd like to do this or I'd like to come on the podcast you know in the next episode and say yeah you know what I stuck to my gym routine I stuck to this you yeah. know um because then I think as well you get to a point where if you don't do it you feel a little bit shit for not doing it and you know you yeah. can start holding yourself accountable so um yeah if that's your goal that's your goal and um I think you know, having the right tools, you'll be able to achieve them. So, yeah. yeah, I think I needed the reminder and hopefully anyone out there who's struggling a little bit could do it with the reminder as well. So, yeah. there you go. But anyway, um, back on track. <laughs> um, so, I read this book, The Tattooist of Auschwitz, and, um, yeah, like I said, I cried multiple times, not necessarily because of the storyline but because of the history of it. Like, Emily and I had studied history and I think mm-hmm. anyone, especially – at our age knows or has learnt about the Holocaust and World War Two and mm. the atrocities that went on. Um, and it kind of just made me think about, you know, compare, because I, I put myself in the character's shoes and I thought I can't imagine living a life like that. I can't imagine 
you know, being put in that situation? How did these people survive? Not necessarily in the sense of how did they survive because, like, without something happening to them due to someone else, but how did they survive mentally mm. in a situation like mm. that, you know, being in that environment? I think, you know, we are so delicate as humans, especially in today's day and age, that there are things, you know, the tiniest thing can set us off and mm. the tiniest thing can make us feel like the world is crumbling on top mm. of us. But when you think about what these people went through, you know, the six million Jews were ex- exterminated. Mm. Like that is an astounding amount of people. Mm. Like astounding. That is more than what the coronavirus has done has done to anyone. Mm. Let alone, you know, not talking about deaths, but even just cases. Like, yeah, it's an astounding amount of of people to have died, and not to mention the survivors and the people who had to live with the atrocities of this war for the rest of their lives. Mm. You know, and I think. It made me think about the whole toilet paper situation. You know, oh I can't God. go to it. Like, my parents and I were sick, not with coronavirus, just to update you on that, because um, <laughs> we had a lot of questions about it. Um, we, we were sick and we needed tissues to, you know, we needed tissues, and we couldn't bloody find any. And I had to go to multiple supermarkets just so I could get tissues so I could wipe my nose, let alone people have to buy toilet paper, you know. Yeah. <laughs> For those reasons, like we haven't had toilet paper for almost two weeks now because, oh yeah, we didn't stockpile. We, yeah, like, course. yeah, we didn't and they have just time. Came back from overseas as well. Yeah, exactly. By the time they got back, we went to the shops, there was nothing on the shelves, and like we had to buy hand towels, like you know, oh like paper gosh. towels. Yeah, yeah, like we've been using that, and now we've run out of those, and we can't seem to find those they anywhere. Flush, they? they do, we just oh. have to like be very. Yeah, just like not use too many because they're much more absorbent than toilet paper. If I'm oh, TMI, of they are, but DNM's a DNM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DNM's a D is that. Right. I just was like, I know people are going to have questions. I have questions. Yes. Um, yeah. um, no, you just, you don't need as much paper as you do with toilet paper. Yeah, I was so. just more so like the breakdown. Like, Yeah, it's probably not the best for the flush. environment, but you actually like, you, you just need, yeah, one. exactly. And yeah. I think if you just, like worst case scenario, we haven't had to do it, but if you let it soak, I'd imagine it'll just be it would flush easier. You know what I mean? Like once the paper starts to break down, if you had to mm. just wait a couple of minutes. Mm. But anyway, that's Details. not what we're here to talk about. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> fact that, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. We don't have toilet paper. Like yeah. it's a, it's a, it's annoying. Mm. It's really frustrating because then like, especially cause my, my store uh, where I work is inside a shopping center. And you see like, especially a couple of weeks ago, we would see people walk out with like trolleys full of toilet paper. Like, People took photos on social media and said this girl is like has ninety seven rolls or ninety eight rolls oh in her trolley, God. and I was like, "What the hell? Like, what the hell?" Oh, and it made me think. Like, this is why I wanted to talk about it because reading this book and even just knowing the general history of the Holocaust and war and like my dad, for example, he was born in nineteen forty seven, so he was born just after the war, and Italy was in a recession. Italy was rubble essentially. And he remembers, you know, even as a toddler and, you know, and coming into childhood, he remembers only eating like pasta and potatoes. And he says if he ever sees a plate of pasta and potatoes mm. in front of him, he could never eat it because that's all they ate. That's all they could afford to eat yeah. after the war. Yeah. And even during the war, I'm sure resources were very low. Mm. If you have, if you know, shopping, like uh, stores were bombed and your towns were being raided by Nazis yeah. and you had all these things. What did people do? They shared their resources. No one stockpiled stockpiled anything. They shared everything. They 
like you had mothers who couldn't produce milk for their babies so they'd give their babies to other mothers to feed them do you know what I mean like that's where that's where humanity was like it was atrocious the things that happened during the Holocaust and what happened in concentration camps and not to mention, you know, the um, Cambodian genocide and in the killing fields and not to mention the, you know, Armenian genocide and all these terrible things. Like what I, I, I'm struggling to comprehend and what I think I, the main crux of, crux of why I was crying while reading this book was because I was thinking we've seen the worst that humanity has ever seen. Mm. We've seen the extermination of six million Jews, not to mention gypsies and, you know, um, people who were anti-Hitler and anti-Nazi mm. and, um, you know, people who were just a little bit more outgoing about their political views that wasn't what the Germans mm. wanted to hear. You know, these millions and millions of people died in the most atrocious ways and they have and it's happened multiple times in history and we are currently sitting on the brink of war. We are sitting in on the brink of recession, which, mm. to be honest, a recession isn't necessarily i mean the words the word recession is worse than the thing itself because once we have a recession at least we can kind of backtrack and and fix things but people are going to struggle and how are we meant to struggle during a recession with a pandemic going at the same time when people are stockpiling resources and not willing to share them like Mm. have you guys seen the videos on facebook of like people literally belting each other up over like in the middle I've got to send them to you like oh. I, they've been all over my Facebook people in Woolies like literally bashing each other up oh over toilet paper because like one person had so this was like the most ridiculous video I saw a mother and daughter who had literally a trolley like overfilling with toilet paper they'd gone to the shops early and they had filled their trolley with, with toilet paper then this lady goes up to them and like and asks them if she can please have one roll and then they're like, no, no, we're not giving you anything. We're not giving you anything. And she's like, just give me one, just give me one packet. I don't want the whole trolley. I just want one packet. And this brawl started between these grown women who literally started pushing each other and shoving each other. And you had like the mother, um, like the daughter was maybe in her like 30s and the mother was, um, I don't know, in her 60s, something like that. And she's like, get off my door. It's our toilet paper. It's literally like animals. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you joking? You would fucking hope so, but no, this is legitimately what's happening. It's so sensitive. People are now worried for the family, so it's like a survival thing. It's not a survival thing. It's not a survival thing because even if we go into lockdown, your grocery stores will still be able to deliver to you at home and just leave things at your doorstep, which is why I'm not comprehending the fact that there's no toilet paper because really if you're stuck in your house Mm. and you can't go anywhere – They'll just leave it at the front door. That's like, why isn't the government saying, "Oh yeah, you know what? Let's let's do like um, drives where we have milk, bread, and toilet paper delivered to people's houses." Yeah. If we really go into lockdown, last week when um, this whole toilet paper thing happened, I honestly, I thought it was a joke. I was like, "Are people joke? Like, this just is someone doing it to be stupid." No. And then it wasn't. And then it was not just one store. It was all these all different stores. stores all across and Victoria, not just all across paper, Australia. Like sugar, flour. Yes. Um, Canned food, pads, yeah, food like nappies. Oh, and we, yeah, nappies. Mm-hmm. And me and um, our friends were all saying, "Are we missing something? Are we?" I honestly thought I was like, I, "I've missed something in the news. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand what's happening." It yeah. was just, it's just horrible that it's happened. This is happening. Yeah, and that and people are reacting that way. It and is. You're making it worse for people. If we had to get into lockdown, like exactly what you said, things would get delivered. But now, because you've taken everything and um, 
I've, I've lost. Yeah, it's like what are people like, you know, my family, for example, mm-hmm. who didn't stockpile meant to do. Yeah. Like, what are we supposed to do with no pasta, no toilet you've paper, no all the resources? We, you've literally. This is what people say are going to happen with is going to happen with the natural resources. Mm-hmm. We keep taking and taking and taking until there's nothing left, and then people are going to suffer. People mm-hmm. like innocent people. Like mm-hmm. one thing that really bothered me, and it was on social media as well, is that you have pensioners and you have elderly people mm-hmm. who can only go shopping once a week or maybe yeah. once every two weeks when they get their, their money. Yeah. And those are just stories of people coming into, you know, talking to elderly people in the shopping center and they're like, and these, you know, poor like elderly people are confused because they're like, I just need to buy yes. my basics, my basics. And I, I can only do this today. Like, cause sometimes I'd only have their carer come once a week and take yes, them to the shops. Exactly. What happens to them when they can't get their hands on bread, milk, flour and toilet, toilet paper. paper. I saw a video of an old man go through like, you know, the big boxes that had tissue boxes in them and like yeah. taking a couple. I was like, I was in tears. It was heartbreaking to watch. Heartbreaking. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't understand how we have literally seen the worst that humanity can do and we're still doing this shit. And what I what's confusing me is it's not that bad. It's well not that, I'm not saying it's not bad, but yeah. not that many people have died compared to the, the actual the flu. flu. Like exactly. I remember last year I got scared because I'm like so many people are dying from the flu. Yeah. Thousands and thousands. But it's because there's no, I think what it is, is there's no cure for it yet. There's no mm. flu jab, um, coronavirus jab. There's no, yeah. you know, um, there's no antidote and it spreads quickly. And I mm. think that's what sparks, sparks the panic. But what I don't, like, I think I was having this conversation with um, one of the girls at work today and I was saying, I don't know if I'm missing something, but why aren't I freaking out? And because I was talking to, I was, when I was getting my nails done, I was talking to my nail lady and she, she asked me, she's like, is it really that bad? And I'm like, look, people are canceling their trips. People are freaking out. And I'm like, but I don't feel like it's that bad. Like mm. I like, cause I've read the facts, like mm. the actual facts, not what the news is telling you. Mm. And the news is like, I think one thing I want everyone to remember. And again, coming from a journalist the news are going to tell you the scariest things because mm. they want you to tune in again mm. during the next time, next news segment to find out more. And that's what you told me today. And exactly. Very true. It's a money grabbing scheme, essentially. Mm. Like, why do you think there's so much coverage of it? Or why do you think there's so much coverage when there's terrorist attacks or this, this and that? Mm. It's because people are interested and they want to know more. They want to know that they're safe. Yeah. And so the more the news and you know TV programs talk about it, the more people are going to tune in because it's a topic of interest. It's something that people think, you know, oh, my God, is my family going to be affected by this? Is this something that I should be worried about? Mm. And that's the thing. I thought because my nail lady asked the question, she's like, is it really that bad? Like why haven't Australia, why hasn't Australia closed the borders? And I said, and she's like, I think it's just money. And I was like, you know what? It could be money, mm. imports, exports, whatever. I'm like, it also could be that it's not that bad. No, yeah. Like, it, it literally could just be as simple as that. Yeah. And um, But I felt like today at work, I don't know what it was. It was just, like, the energy in the air. No one could no, – everyone was just – everywhere you turned was talking about it. Yeah. Um, where I work, we deal with a lot of events, like public events um, in particular. So it was suddenly like, oh, these, this event's getting cancelled. This one might be cancelled. Mm. You can't go there. You can't go there. Yeah. And, like, all these big events are getting cancelled, and now it's – 
um, what is it, events with 100 people or more? 500 people. 500 people, yeah. sorry, 500 people or more you can't go to. So it just felt like it... Yeah, today... Every hour it escalated more and more. So exactly. you just sort of sit there, like I was sitting there at my desk like... And it, it feels... going on? And it, it does feel heavy. It's yeah. heavy news to take on because you think... It's, is, it literally is that before. fight or flight instinct kicks in mm. and you go, should I be stockpiling? Mm. Like you see other people, like literally on the news as well, they did show, and what I, I liked um, seeing, it was on Channel 9, they had a clip where they asked this lady, oh, why did you buy so many um, rolls of toilet paper? And she goes, I just saw everyone else do it, so I thought I had to as well. Mm. Like, just thinking, oh, maybe we are. Maybe we are. Down, like, yeah, I don't know about it. Exactly. But the thing is, like, being, I have to admit, being Australian, I feel like I'm not as worried because of how vigilant our government is. Mm. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was the situation in Italy. Mm. So I'm Italian. I'm like, I've got family and friends there who are obviously directly affected by this. One of my friends who lives up north, he, Nick, Nick yeah, he has been in lockdown oh, for no, three no, weeks. No, he hasn't no, gone to work for three that. weeks. Yeah. He, like, every time he sees someone, like, or if he goes to the shops, they have to obviously stand a metre apart and they have to do all these different things. And, like, he's a, a school teacher and he has, hasn't been in school for three weeks. Like, Shit. Yeah, and I think this is coming on the fourth week. Um, and the situation's obviously getting worse in Italy. But one thing I wanted to, like, I think people are freaking out because they think of Italy and they think, you know, Cinque Terre and, you know, Amalfi Coast and Rome mm. and, you know, it's such an such an up-to-date country with you know, this is efficient, that's efficient, you know, the Italians are just the way they are. The Italian government is corrupt and they're not proactive at all. They are completely reactive and the problem with Italy now with the coronavirus is simply because of that. Italy did not screen people coming in from China or from anywhere else mm. for weeks when, mm. every other con- when every other country did. Mm. So the problem now is that they didn't even know who patient zero was because they just didn't screen anyone. Wow. It's out of control. You've mm. got hospitals who their intensive care units are full because Italy has such a high, um, I don't know what the exact term is, but like elderly rate, mm. of like the the peop- like the majority of people in Italy are elderly. Mm. So they're very susceptible yeah, so to. Yeah, was saying the other day, um, yeah, I don't know the name, term for it either, but there's like there's more people dying than there are babies being born. Oh, from this? No, just oh, general, general. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, and like, this, Italy, it's the city of love. Like, yeah. Everyone in Italy's. And uh, then they reply was condoms. And I was no, like, of literally. Course, but I'm like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think Italy is one of those places that is very advanced in some ways, but the state of their government over the past God knows how many years has just put the whole country on a halt Mm. like the country does not do well Mm. and as tourists we don't see it because all we see is the beauty of the country and you know the food and this and that it's exciting to go to Italy but to live there it's terrible people Mm. like we ask ourselves why there are so many Italians everywhere you go and it's because it's not the place that they want to live yeah and you know everyone I speak to who is Italian wants to come to Australia Mm. but the Australian government has made it so difficult for them that they can't essentially without you know spending ridiculous amount but one thing I wanted to mention was that um so and I always go back to her in these episodes but um the influencer Chiara Ferragni (laughs) an Italian designer she in 24 hours raised 
3 million euros to go towards the intensive care units. And her, her and her husband, Fedez, um, who's a singer, they, um, they're obviously very well off and in a good position. They donated $100,000 wow. um, to the intensive care units. And now, wow. and that was, it's the biggest um, GoFundMe foundation, uh, what's it called? I'm thinking of the word in, it- in Italian. Um, campaign? Yeah, let's call it a campaign. Um, it's the biggest GoFundMe campaign in Europe mm. right now and like ever since wow. GoFundMe started and they've done that and now more and more like famous Italians have started to do that and Chiara put this post up the other day and she said in Italy we made the same mistake at the beginning we thought it was just a fucking flu for most people but we had to learn the hard way that it's way more than that our hospitals are collapsing because so many people need to be hospitalized or worse in intensive care units connecting connected to breathing machines. Coronavirus could become just a fucking flu for you, but it could give you, but it could give complications to your friend or your brother and probably to your grandma or grandpa. Let's be united in this fight and let's not spread wrong messages. And then this is where it gets kind of juicy. Um, and I forgot about this part, but she actually tagged Kendall Jenner because Kendall Jenner on her Instagram page. And so this is, we're talking um, Friday the 13th of um, March. Um, Kendall Jenner put up all these statistics about how coronavirus is nothing and um, in Kiata's post she's literally used quotations on just a fucking flu so I'd imagine um, Kendall Jenner actually said that and mm, she's yeah. taken it off yeah um, but she's tagged like Kiata Ferrani has tagged Kendall Jenner and said you have a voice with a massive platform you should be doing something beneficial and not yeah you know so yeah, it's interesting it's well. pardon millions in the bank account well yeah it's exactly right and that's the thing I think it's um it's one of those things that I have to question when I'm like am I just not getting it like am I Mm. is it me who's not understanding the full brunt of this like and I'm sort of in the same boat as well I'm like I'm sort of like if it weren't for the people around me freaking out I honestly would not have been Mm. like a week ago I wasn't really really that stressed at all yeah because everyone is panicking and I think in your situation as well you're due to travel yeah and And I think that's what hiding it's hiding it because not only is it the virus itself but it's all the money and the time and you know the dreams that you've invested in this holiday yeah and I think if if it's any consolation coming from someone in the travel industry I just want to say the situation could get worse Mm. but it could also get better Mm. and you would hope that it gets better and I think if you're in the boat, the same boat and you want to travel or you've booked something or, you know, you're just a bit stuck, you're concerned about family members traveling or friends, just don't freak out. If the yeah. government says you can go, then go. If Smart Traveller says go, go. What are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, you'll be out of pocket and then you'll be upset about it and you might miss a great holiday mm. because you're cancelling three months out. Yeah. And, you know, who knows next week? the situation could get better. Yeah. They could come up with, a, you know, a cure or, you know, it could just stop. Mm. I think the worst thing is just the unknown because it is changing so rapidly and so yeah. quickly and so far it's only been getting worse. It's not, yeah. it's not been, of course, there's no improvements yet. So yeah. right now it's like the height of yeah. freaking fuck out. Yeah. Really. Well, I think as well, one thing that gives me consolation, which I, I think I, I don't remember if I said it before, but I meant to say it before, um, the fact that we are in Australia 
Mm. and that our government is much more vigilant than any of these other places. Like, Mm. you know, we do have the Italians who are, you know, making such a big deal of it, and I understand this because it's really it's really badly affected them, like it has in China, like it has in South Korea Mm. and, you know, slowly getting to Japan and, you know, Iran. Like, people are dying. It's it's not a good thing. Mm. But at the same time, we are in a country that is much more proactive than, you know, some other countries in the world. And I think we should really take, you know, have some trust in that. Mm. Um, but I just want to play a quick clip from Chiara Ferrani just because I want you guys to hear the emotion. And I want to show you both sides because it, although my opinion is to keep traveling, to keep living your life, to not stockpile, mm. I do want to show you the other side of things because we are we are very fortunate in Australia right now. And touch wood, that situation doesn't change. Mm. But Emily and I literally just knocked Sorry. on the table. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but you know and it's true the situation could change but it could also get better and I think for us one thing to remember is to stop panicking because the more you panic the more you put people in danger yeah and I don't think that's fair and I really don't think that it's worth it um for something that we don't know know yeah. too much about I think that's why it's frustrating that everyone's panic it's a panic that's made all the shelves at the shops empty. And it's exactly. like, look how you've affected everyone's lives when it's not even at that point yet. Exactly it's right. It's not at that point. Why are you doing that? And you are making it worse. Mm-hmm. You're being selfish. You're, your energy is affecting other people. It is. And it's just horrible. you fucked it up for everyone. Yeah. Like, I'm so angry and frustrated. I am as well. And I think I, I'm just concerned that what if it does get worse mm. and what if, the worst were to happen and, you know, I, I think I always think about things from more of a political standpoint and I think, okay, yeah, we close our borders, we're in lockdown and it goes as far as that. It's like, sure, we'll still have access to things because people will be too scared to go to the shops to empty those shelves, you know, yeah. they'll be buying things online, they'll find other ways to get resources to people. But what happens if one country turns around and goes, China's to blame for this, like we've had oh, this God. many people die oh, and – something you know one it takes one short temper and you know even just things like racism like I've had so many customers come in and say the Chinese have done this the Chinese I saw a Chinese lady before did you see her I'm not going to my doctor she's Chinese Chinese. I'm not going there literally like I just got goosebumps saying that because that's just something that would never come out of my mouth Mm. like I I can't believe like even so my niece is eight years old in school and she came home one day and she goes, oh, mum, I think her, someone's got coronavirus in my school. And my sister was like, and my sister's already panicking. She's actually like lost the plot. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, she's got two young kids, so I can course, understand. But yeah, she's, um, I think she just listens way too much to the bad things. But regardless, um, my niece comes, comes home and goes, mum, someone in my school has coronavirus. And my sister freaked out. She's like, oh, my God, who, what happened? How did you find out? Have you been in contact with them? Blah, blah, blah. And my sister's like, how do you know? Like, how? who told you this? And my niece is like, no, no one told me, but he's Chinese. And oh, she no. just assumed, but like, as a child, yeah. she just assumed that because of where it originated that anyone who's of that nationality is infected. Yeah. Like that, and I think – the fact that it filters from that young age and then you still have, like, I've all of my customers who have mentioned something about, you know, racist comments have all been elderly people. So, it's like, the yeah. fact that this has trickled through all generations, I think, is just appalling. Like, I, I, I just don't understand where humanity is at right now. Like, literally, like, in this book, for example, 
Um, this guy, the main character, is Jewish, and he gets put in the same like compound block as some gypsies, um, mm-hmm. like Romani gypsies, and they become like family. They're in the worst situations possible, but they can literally like he feels like he's going home to his family when he goes back to his block after working in a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. How does humanity go from surviving something like that? to not even being able to tolerate someone from another nationality mm. um, who's, you know, probably not even been to China for 10 years. Yeah. And they're like, no, nah, you've got coronavirus, I can't be near you, or mm. you're responsible for all of this. Like, mm. even just little comments like people saying, like, oh, someone ate a bat in China, now I can't go travelling. It's like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh I my saw God. something today or yesterday actually about a post saying, all the people that are stocking up on toilet paper, stocking up on this and stocking up on that, don't ever judge someone that's fleed a war-torn country. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, like, very, so true. Like, that's how you've reacted to just this. Mm -hmm. Imagine if there was war and death around you. Exactly. And you judge those people that are literally fleeing to save their life. Yeah. And I saw something very similar, and it was, but it was sort of um, in the reverse, and it was like, don't judge people who have migrated to other countries just like your ancestors did. Mm. And it's like, yeah, bitch. Like, it's yeah. literally like, especially these elderly people who come into work and say these comments. It's like you're not Australian. Yeah, you're, you know, you're this nationality. You're, you came from here. Yeah. How do I know you haven't brought something yeah. over? Like, you know what I mean? And mm. like, I just, I just don't understand where it's at. But, um, like I said, I do want to put that other side of the argument in there. Like, that's what this this podcast is about. I think I say this every fucking episode, but I want everyone to have both sides of the story because we have our own opinions and most of the times it's good because we do balance each other out. But I think in this case it might be good to hear from someone who is Italian and who, you know, so I'm just going to play this clip for you guys and just take what you will from it. But yeah, there he goes. To report from Italy, since yesterday we have 2,600 more cases, and the situation is really getting out of control uh, because there are so many complications uh, added to this disease, especially a breathing problem. Last days, especially from foreigner, I read so many comments, so many bad comments, and so many jokes about coronavirus, saying that it's just a fucking flu. And guys, I can assure you, it's not just a fucking flu. It might be for some people, but so for so many others, it gives so many complications. And if so many people get sick at the same time, like it's happening in Italy, the hospital will collapse because we don't have enough uh, like intensive care units and breathing machine to help everybody, even young people that have complications for that. The problem here is not the mortality rate. The problem is that if so many people get sick at the same time, then so many of uh, the country health cares could collapse. So it's so important to spread the right messages right away and raise awareness. So people that have such a huge voice like Kendall Jenner, please don't don't underestimate the problem. This is like a serious problem. It is in my country and it's going to be in so many different countries right now. So please uh, say what is right. So I think like if that doesn't make you sort of think, you know, and I wanted to play it because I thought, you know what, this is a country who is affected from it. and. I think, you know, if I had some audio clips from, you know, interviews from people from China, I would say the same. Like, these are people who have been directly affected from it. But unfortunately, at the same time, Italy, for example, is a corrupt government. They did not take the right steps from the beginning. They didn't do a lot of things that they should have done, that Australia has done, for example. 
So you can't compare us to them. Mm. It, it's just not a fair fight mm. in that sense. Like I where, think that's a perfect way to put it. It's not a fair fight. Yeah. The situation here is so different to what it is over there. Yeah. Like, we complain about our government, and I'm not the biggest fan of Scott Morrison at all. Like, mm. you know, especially after the bushfires and all of these things. But I think we do have the right policies and the right people to protect us to a degree. And I think, yeah, look, it's it's a terrible situation and it could get worse and I could be sitting here listening to this episode, you know, in a week, in two weeks, in a month, in six months from now and go, shit, I was wrong. Yeah. But I would hope that I'm not. I want to be optimistic about this and I want to be – I just don't want to put that in the universe. Like I don't either. want to sit here and stop living my life and I don't want anyone else to stop living their lives for something that might – get better yeah you know and I'd hope that it gets better yeah and I could just keep saying um so much changed in the last two three weeks so yeah. much anything can happen in the next two weeks months, months. two months exactly That's what I mean like I understand why people are panicking because it has changed so quickly but imagine how it can change in tomorrow mm-hmm. or the day after or the day after that exactly right and look I think the one thing, yeah, I just want people to think about, and if I want you to take anything away from this episode, it's how your actions can affect other people. Mm-hmm. And it's how the way you live your life will have an indirect effect on everyone around you. Mm-hmm. How you shop has mm-hmm. an effect on the people in your community. Mm-hmm. How you behave if you're sick and you go out into public and, you know, you do risk other people. Like, it's not just... You know, like, it's you just have to be considerate. Yeah, and I just think in situations like this, you have to think we are all in this together. together. Like, the whole entire world is being affected by this. We either just band together mm-hmm. and support each other, but unfortunately at this point a lot of it is the other way around. And it people is. doing things like taking all the toilet paper when you don't need it, where you can just take what you need exactly. and carry on and try and make not the best of the worst situation, but... Don't make the situation worse. Worse than what it than should, it should be. be. Exactly. Um, and it's just, that's like, yeah, like what you were saying about your book about um, the character finding family with people they would have never crossed lives, might yeah. not even speak the same language possibly. Like, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Those books are so powerful. If we're, if While we're speaking about books, I'll just quickly point out, and I might have mentioned it before, um, the book Night, um, yeah, Night, by Eli, yes. Oh, I've gone blank on his last name, but it is a fantastic. Book. We'll when I'm, we'll mention the book in the show yeah, notes. Um, but when I'm going through a tough time or I'm just finding something difficult, I think about there's this particular. I think about a couple of scenes in the book, but there's a particular scene in the book where um, it's towards the end, and I thought I think the Russians invaded their camp, and the Germans have oh they liberated the camp, yeah. liberated the camp, but the Germans are, have taken all the prisoners and they, they escaped yeah. before the Russians could take them, um, and they made them run in the middle of the night in the snow sure. and yeah. run, not march, mm-hmm. run, um, and at that point there was skin of bones, people mm-hmm. were dying and just dropping off dead, or jumping over dead bodies. Yeah. And I just think of that that scene, and I go okay. I can do whatever the hell it is I'm struggling to do right now. Exactly. It's so powerful. And just in that book, there's little glimpses of hope and humanity and mm-hmm. how people can just change your life. Like there's this um, scene where a French woman does something very, very small, but it saves him. Yeah. And like it saved him that day. <laughs> and I think 
you know, if it weren't for that, his whole life could have been different. Yeah. And the whole, his whole, like, just the whole scenario could have changed from that one little moment. Yeah. um, That's an incredible book to read. Yeah. Going off what you said, Emily, there are incredible stories out there and there are hundreds and thousands of incredible stories of humanity and it's how beautiful it is in the toughest of times. Mm. And just like you said, this book, there's also book um, stories like Schindler's List mm. and Life is Beautiful and um, – oh, what else was there? Oh, and for Life is I Beautiful. do have the – it's, it's an incredible film. I don't think I could watch it. It was on TV the other night, I think, and I just oh, saw really? this one, like, little glimpse of scene. And just for me, I think it would just break me. I think I yeah. just – I just think oh, it's, too much. Life is Beautiful is a stunning like, Why story. Why do you call that? Because it shows you that life is yeah. beautiful. It's oh. literally so. The story "Life is Beautiful" is based on a family who gets captured and taken to concentration camps. And essentially, the father is with the son, and to save him, he pretends that their time in the camp is a game. So he pretends to the Germans that he can understand German and translate to Italian. So when he stands up in front of everyone, like in his bunk, um. He's actually not saying what the Germans are telling him because he has no idea what they're telling him. <laughs> he's actually telling his son the rules of a game oh and God. how he's essentially trying to hide the son from the Nazis in the concentration camp. Holy and shit. it's the whole story is the dad saving the son and it's just showing how, you know, little things like that and little kind acts of humanity mm. prove that life is really beautiful. Wow. Even in the darkest of times, like it's, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something else. Sad, yeah, yeah no, it's about it. yeah, and that's that's what I mean. Like, there's stories like this that just like I, I finished this book, and I again, not because the story ended sadly or anything like that. I, I, I started crying, and I couldn't stop for a while because I just kept thinking about this sort of mm. thing and how many people went through this and how I don't think anyone could could do that these in this day and age. Well, yeah, and it's it's funny that we talk about life is beautiful because what they did was beyond inhumane. Like, it was yeah. so – I don't even know how, like, your being could, could do, do that, that and make to those someone decisions. else. Exactly. But in the midst of all that darkness and all that evil, mm-hmm. somehow light survives. Exactly. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's literally powerful. like that Dumbledore quote when he says, "Light can be found even in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light." Yes, or something like that. It's powerful. yeah, it's something powerful. along those lines. Um, but it's honestly, it, it's so true. And I think even th- stories like, um, you know, Anne Frank's journals and how people hid other families in, like they risk their lives mm. to hide people and to help people. And mm. it's just like, <laughs> what happens if? If this virus does go out of hand and no one shares their resources and fights well, yeah. break and you know, like I, I think that's not what I that keep big when you compare it to other things that have exactly. happened in the past. I'm like, why are we reacting this way? This right. is exactly. It's just I think in some ways it's very inhumane, and I think that's mm-hmm. what really struck a chord with me when reading this book in this time of our lives, and I just thought where we would we wouldn't survive. Like, mm-hmm. what would social media be like? Mm-hmm. What would you know, everyone is so entitled that it's just like entitled is a good word. Yeah, I need where would we be? My family needs, needs it, it I, more than your family does. Yeah. Not let's you know share this this packet. Like let me open this packet and give you know a packet of four and give you two two mm. for myself. No, none of that. It's you I have all four. Is, yeah, is it? 
I think it's just generational. Is it I think it's today? generational. I genuinely think think it's generational because back in the war times, that just didn't happen. Mm. It it just didn't. Yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah. And oh, also because our world, we just have more than what we need. We need. Yeah, we're so, so, course, used, we're we're consumers. so used to We're used to yeah. being greedy. We are. We re- well and truly are. But look, on that note, I do want to end this episode on a happier on a happier side. So, Emily, I think it's your time in the hot seat. Yes, go Let's ahead. Let's bring back the hot seat. Yes. We didn't do it last week, <laughs> but... Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I did it anywhere near, right? <laughs> uh, we got the gist. We got the gist. <laughs> Emily, I have two questions for you. And for those of you who are new here, usually I would fire five questions at Emily and she has to answer them with the first thing that comes to her mind. But today I only have two. Cool. All right. Emily, question number one. If you didn't know me, what would you rate me as your travel agent? Daniela Schiavo. Daniela Schiavo. I mean, it's hard because I think because it's hard because you know me so well that when I've seen you as a travel agent, I can't believe you've asked me this question. <laughs> um, you know my needs, so it's hard because you, you know me. Um, but you've been fantastic. Like, oh, okay. Because we, I've never I was really... expecting like a bit more of like a, well, actually. <laughs> well, I've never been saying that. I've not really used a travel agent. I've used one once, well, but my last big trip, but that was a, on a tour. Um, when I went with Kentucky. So it mm. wasn't like this time where we did all the planning ourselves and we're doing it all ourselves. But, um, no, you've been fantastic. Like, oh, okay, good. That's what you've opened <laughs> up to the um, uh, travel agent world. Oh, okay. Off of you. Okay, no, because literally I was like, I wonder if there's been times that she's gone, you're my oh, friend Sometimes style. you push me because you'll be like, we need to get this done. We need this information. Oh, I would do that regardless. But yeah. you do that regardless. But sometimes it and it works because. But sometimes it scares me. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going to school, and I'm like, I don't want to be hassled right now. <laughs> you caught me off guard, but yeah, that's my first instinct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, question number two. In your opinion. What is the most questionable thing that I have done? God. (laughs) Mm, Questionable thing. Um, This is touchy. Okay. Well, not touchy. We've spoken about this before. And maybe there's other things, but this just comes to mind. I think Mm -hmm. um, when you went to... Yeah. Last time on your Kentucky. Yeah. With um, I think, and this is, and I'll explain why I thought this is. What was the question? Sorry. Uh, what's the most questionable thing I've ever done? And this is probably why I found I found it questionable because when it, as we know, when it comes to traveling, I'm very very picky. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine going with very very close friends or family. Um, and Danielle had gone with someone. I was close to well, her. Well, you were at the close time. to her, but I think I just didn't really. Because I wasn't close to her. Yeah. I, I couldn't connect. Like, why are you going with this person? Yeah. Um, that's the only thing um, that I would say is questionable. Right. But I might not say that because, it, like, if it had worked out well, well. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't say it was questionable. Mm. But, because, but you weren't happy with it in the beginning, though. When yeah, I, when like, I, I was yeah. just like, Before because I just it. didn't realise yeah that you were that close with that person. Mm. So when it came up, I was like, what? What? 
So that's the only thing I can really think of. Fair enough. All right, well, Em, those are the two questions I had for okay, you. I thought, you I thought the um, Sweet Lord. I thought the um, heaviness of them. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, that's a bit for tough to ask me on like, bloody recording. Mm. Um, let me look. This is what it's all about. I know. What if I had said something you didn't like? Well, I edit it, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> that could be my bit. What would you do? Um, no, nah, look, we are here for DNM to DNM, and unless she was really throwing me under the bus, it would it would stay like, in. Well, actually, why are you at your job? I don't I got know. Nothing to hide. <laughs> um, or do I? JK on this. <laughs> sorry, I missed it. What'd you say? I was like, I've got nothing to hide. Or do I? JK on this. Don't worry. Let's move on. JK <laughs> Alice. Like, yeah. Don't worry. Let's just move on. Let's move on. <laughs> but explain it. Just joke, unless like JK joke, unless. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, move on. I'm going to find the question. I wrote a couple. <coughs> right. Well, I'm actually going to ask you one because you spoke about it before and it mm-hmm. perfectly touched base. Perfect. Um, I was almost like, wow. Did oh. you read my questions? <laughs> um, where is it? Mm. What is what is something that you haven't had much time to do lately that you're missing sort of thing? Because you were saying how you're trying to find more time for yourself. Yeah. Um, what is it that you're like, oh, I just need to do this and I miss doing this and I need to be able to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Literally the two things that first come to mind are reading. Because mm. um, I used to be a very avid reader. Mm. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm a quick reader as well. So I can... If I have the time, I can smash out a book in a day or, you know, depending how big it is. <laughs> like, yeah. obviously, realistically, um, depending on the size, that would be the case. Um, so, And I miss doing that. I really miss it because I think that was just a time when I could just sit, you know, not look at a screen, not look at what anyone else has put in front of me except for this book mm-hmm. and my hallucinations from reading the pages, the words on the book, Ooh, on the page, you know what I mean? No, like, think about <laughs> it. When you read a book, yeah, but, like, when you think about it, like, you're reading a book, you're hallucinating off of a piece of paper, you know what I mean? I don't know if hallucinating is the word. I don't know, but I just, imagining? I like the, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm not using the right, I'm just trying to put a word there. imagining and hallucinating. I think it's because I, I read a meme that had the word hallucinating about reading, uh, and I'm just trying to relate to that, so it would be funny, but never mind. No. Um, <laughs> Okay. Um, you asked me questions to be critical. Now I'm in a critical state. Great. Right. This is my favourite Emily. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Great. Oh, God. Uh, no offence to Aries out there. By the way, oh, my God. Oh, actually, like, no I don't offense. know much anything about Aries. I'm just saying. Oh, my dog's an Aries and he's the best boy in the world. So, oh, yeah. I have no idea. So, sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about two Aries. I, mm. I have no idea about. It's just a, an inside joke. You know how it yes. is. Um, we have inside jokes now on DMs, so mm. yeah. Um, anyway, no, it was definitely reading and also exercising. Um, mm. You know, a few like seasons ago, I was like, I do this, I do that with a pole up my ass. But now I like, I've literally been struggling to get into the gym or struggling to do anything. And I think um, that's one thing I loved, and I loved having that time to myself and having that time to just music on do something that made me feel good Mm. not about my body but about what I was doing like I'd be in the gym and I'd be happy because Mm. I wasn't thinking about anything else about other than what I was doing Mm. and I was challenging myself and it was something that I found so rewarding and I just think I don't know I think I just got distracted once I started this job and I just like I've mentioned in the past I find it so hard to switch off 
Like I come home from work and I don't stop thinking about this job. Like mm. it's it's something that really takes over my mind because it, there's just so much responsibility. And Emily and I were talking about this the other day and I was saying how I just feel like this job being having like, you know, just the monetary value of what people spend with you and how much they trust you. Like it's so much responsibility that like if I make one mistake if I put one if I accidentally spell someone's name wrong that's going to cost them hundreds of dollars to change Mm. like this is not something that can be taken lightly and I think I come home and I go oh my god did I do this did I do that oh my god have I have I emailed this person have I and my my mind races and I don't take a time to slow down I just I have dinner I you know try to stop thinking about it when I don't and then I go to bed and I'm stressed Mm. and it's just a constant cycle and my mood's been off and I've just not been I've just not been me and I think getting back into the gym especially this past like maybe two or three weeks I've been really trying to be strict with myself and if I'm not going to the gym I'm taking the dogs for a run especially because I've got a new puppy now oh my god it's a pig I forgot I've got my pig I've got a pup uh, she's not a puppy but I've got a new dog and her name's Cleo and she's beautiful she's very beautiful um Um, she's very better she's in the next room and I'm yeah she's very well trained um but she loves running and she's very fit in comparison to my other dog so um I can actually take her out for a run and, you know, 10 minutes, three Ks, we're done. Like, Mm. and I I literally just have to tell myself, it's only 10 minutes of my day. I come home, get changed, take her out for a run if I can't make it to the gym. And I feel so much better when I do it because it makes her happy. It makes me happy. And it just, it's just 10 minutes where I can stop and Mm. unplug. And like, I come home and I I automatically feel better. And so those, those, the two things, and it was a really long-winded explanation. But yeah, I'm smiling at you like, I can't even remember my question. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's the answer. So there you go. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Question number two. Mm-hmm. Do you want to open your birthday present? <gasps> do you have my birthday present? I do. It's far, far, far. Oh, Most, my God. I do. It's, um, it hasn't been intended. I was organized, um, but where I got it from wasn't. So. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like, are we doing this? We're doing it right now. Oh my god, okay. I was debating and I was like, no, fuck it, she threw me in the deep end. I'm going to throw it in the deep end. You better react nicely. Oh my god, okay. okay. And so, yeah, for reference, um, like the reason I completely forgot about this because my birthday is the 6th of January and it's currently the 14th of March. So I just like, I scared yeah, my mind. I think that's why my. That's oh, why my yeah. I was like, my what? Oh, it's in a really cute little bag. Really throwing me in the deep end. I am. All right, so instructions for oh, the card. Okay. Um, and then there's item number one you'll see immediately. Mm-hmm. And then I ask you to pick up item number two, which is bigger, and then the last item, last. I hope that makes sense. Okay, let me try. Uh, wait, sorry, I I forgot. Card? Card. Okay. <laughs> oh, so Emily has these little post, pro, uh, what are they called? Postcards. Little postcards. And she uses cards. them as... Um, birthday cards and I yes. love them because I've got one from last year and I can put this one with it so it's very aesthetically pleasing yeah and I just thought it was a nice idea and you find one that connects with the person yeah exactly like especially the one last year I remember I was like wow this is such a great idea because it just it hit oh up to you uh, dear Daniela I chose this card because it reminded me of you and some of the things you may think about in a moment to yourself I look forward to feeling what our feeling that's okay um i look forward to seeing what our 10th year of friendship has in store for us thanks for the past 10 years they've been great love em love you too (laughs) okay so the message on the card that's like printed on it i think is quite relevant to this episode so far as well 
Um, so it says, we couldn't survive here long on our own, but the empty, vast spaces are inviting to the mind. Our own lives and our concerns are on a tiny scale by comparison. Things that have until now been looming so large, what's gone wrong with the Singapore's office, a colleague's cold behaviour, the disagreement about patio furniture, is cut perfectly down in size. Local immediate sorrows are reduced. None of our troubles, disappointments or hopes have very much significance for a time. Everything that happens to us or that we do is of no consequence whatsoever from the point of view of the boundless desert. We are granted a perspective within which our own concerns are mercifully irrelevant. So I think that ties this off very nicely. Oh, wow. You yes. need to be. Hmm, I think so as well. Yeah, because, I don't know, it just made me think some of the things I was like, I feel like you'd think about that, like, yeah. Hmm, yes, and I do. It's very true. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Okay, I'm sorry, this part's going to drain it for you guys. Yeah, really sorry, sorry, we're trying but... to be, we'll speed this up. This, last, this <clears throat> is the last part. Now close your eyes. Okay. And hold your hand out. And anyone who likes ASMR, this will be enjoyable for you. Now I'm going to um, place that on your hands. Okay. And... Oh my god, it took me a minute. Oh my god, we were talking about this the other day. Oh my god, I love it. Do you have... Do you... I do. I, yes. I meant to bring it and I forgot. Oh my god, okay, this is such a coincidence because the other day on Emily's birthday, she was saying how she ordered things from this brand called Fraser Sterling. Oh, coincidence, I know. <laughs> um, but I was saying how I wanted a necklace with like initials on it, like my name on it, and she got me the necklace, but not just with my name. She got with something better. She got D&M on it. Yes! D&M! Wow! It's our necklace. Yes, 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 yes. Oh and I my have god. one. Um, I forgot to bring it, but yes. Oh when you god, were like, I love it. When you knew the brand, so it's Fraser Sterling Jewelry. Yeah. And when you knew the brand, I was like, oh my god. And then you're like, I want one with my custom, like with my name on it or my initials. I was like, I can't oh, believe wow. it. I actually can't believe it. Oh, I know. Yeah. So that's what. Um, unfortunately, yeah, that was a touch of a hold up. Touch of a hold up. A little bit of a, bit a, of a hold, hold up. up. Yeah. Um. Hence why I, you're getting it two and a half months later. Oh my but god, I love it. And did you say it's shorter? It's it is like a bit on a shorter side. than I had expected. Yeah. It's actually kind of great because I've got two, my mum bought me two necklaces from London that I've been layering. Mm. And I usually wear like a shorter necklace with it. Mm. But like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't think it goes. But this being shorter would sit with both yes. ones. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is perfect. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, That's Em. Okay. Oh. I could have gifted you make me ask answer awkward questions. Uh, awkward. They could have been. They could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going away together tomorrow. What if I was like, this is the moment? Oh, God. Could you? Thank <laughs> <laughs> um, God we'll right. Regardless, it'll be all right. Um, all right, and finally, to wrap this episode up, what are you loving this week? Um, our trip, even though it hasn't happened yet. Yes. I would um, agree. Our trip. Okay. Does that count? Yeah, I'd say it counts. That's the only thing I can think of, really. Great. All right. Yeah. I got some beautiful flowers for my birthday. Oh, very nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. How about you? What are you loving? Um, just to mention it one more time, um, the Tattooist of Auschwitz. Highly yes. recommend it. That yes. was oh, I beautiful. I can't believe I forgot. Sorry. You, if you've been listening to our episodes, you would have heard me mention um, quite a while back about a book series I'm reading by Holly Black. And the first book is The Cruel Prince. The second book is The Wicked King. And the third book is The Queen of Nothing. And we cut, Sarah and I, um, my twin, 
listen to the audiobook together and we're almost finished and oh my god we are like losing our shit oh wow please read this series it's fantastic it's when you mentioned earlier about simple writing like it's not a very it is quite in depth but not try hard like she does it quite yeah. simply in yeah. a way and it's such it's the character main character dude is so smart oh my god please just read it i won't yeah. say anymore but just read please it. go fucking read it it's mm. such a fucking book <laughs> oh my god literally sarah and i have gone through the audiobook like crazy and it's just <gasps> Mm-hmm. Very good. Very I love when books do that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I'm so much into reading again. Cause I'm like, mm. I miss that feeling. Mm. The feeling of when a book can just take you. Take you exactly. Yeah. All right, Em. Well, I think that is all from us this week. It's very um, late. Pardon? It's very late. It is very late. Mm. Uh, early start go. tomorrow. Crash. But look, at least we have achieved something. Yes, exactly. It's not been for nothing. It's not been for nothing. Unless I'm not even gonna say it. What? Nope, I won't put that into the universe. Oh, oh God. No, it's going okay. to be like It didn't pick up. Yeah, oh, no. We're here, we're here. I can see the sound, so let's just hope for the best. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Universe, <laughs> okay, we're yeah, fine. Universe, you know. Did you feel like we're not <laughs> Literally, we actually are. All right, guys, have a great week. Thank you so much yes, for tuning in. Week. Let us Please know what safe. you think about, yes, be safe, and let us know what you think about this whole situation and, and yeah. if you've experienced anything about it because we genuinely want to know. We just want to understand a bit more of where mm. everyone's at. Um, if you together. are someone who's stockpiled, I just want to talk to you. I want to know why. Mm, exactly. Like Not to judge you or anything like that. I, I'm genuinely what your, curious. What's your thought process? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, just quickly, we had a this lady come and speak to us at work. Her name is pretty certain it's Dr. Misty Jenkins, and she was talking about how um, otters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, otters. They're the ones that are the fluffy ones that swim. That hold hands when they swim? Yes. Yeah. They, so all the females um, link, and the females are referred to as bitches, mm-hmm. link arms and create a raft. And she was, at the end of her talk, she was like, so get your raft of bitches. Because it was for International Women's Day. Yeah. Which... Shout out to International Women's Day. Oh, International Women's Day, yes. Actually, there's been so much that's happened this week in terms of news and current Mm -hmm. affairs, which we haven't touched on today, but we'll hopefully get to it. Yeah. Um, I I think we just wanted this to be as current as possible and Mm -hmm. just speak about something that everyone's talking about and just hopefully shed a different light on it because so much has happened. Like Harvey Weinstein was, you know, convicted and just so much has happened. We had International Women's Day and there's just been a lot of positive movement movement as well and I know we kind of focused on the negative in this episode which I apologize for but at the same time I think this is a conversation that needs to be had regardless exactly right but yes yeah, so get your wrath of bitches yep support each other mm-hmm. be and safe have a great week yeah and have a great week beautiful take care everyone bye, bye.